selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Celebrity Book Club. Hey, Lily, do you want to come over and get super cozy wozy in our jammy pajama jams and maybe make a little bit of tea and cookies? Rough, rough. I'm feeling like a ridiculous old dog today, Stephen. So mm, if I could like curl up at your feet and if we could like lap yummy, yummy tea in your creepy haunted house and watch old documentaries, that sounds like a fun time. Ruff, 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 ruff. I want to pet your nummy little fur and rub my face in your nunskunks little taily willy. Mm. I want to make the marshmallowiest little fireplace and get all noomsty goomsty inside a cabiny wabiny in the cold cold snow with you i feel so 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 tiny i feel like the tiniest little rabbit with the tiniest little tail i'm a fluffy nuffer butter mm, hug me hug me hug me make me feel safey wave okay what should what fur bag should i wear to your house um you should wear a tiny little mink stole that would be so fabulous and kind of old school like an old lady from a ghost from a film from a tiny film strip Do you ever look through a magazine and you see an old woman and she's in a photograph and she's still, but she's beautiful and she's elegant and she's smart. And you know that she probably suffered abuse at the hands of the patriarchy and you think, what must she be thinking? I honor you, old ghost woman, and I listen to your stories. Okay, I'm going to scuttle over to your house right now and get in my Prius, a.k.a. my little carriage. (laughs) Yes. And bur- burrow in your house, okay? Yes. And like burrow in your like nummy little arms covered in thin, coarse fur. Yay! Scuttle on over in your pre-pre. I'll put a pot of honey on poo. <laughs> and seed. <laughs> it's so <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> 
Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, Bess. Hi. Tiny little best friend. Hi. Hey, mouse. Hi, my little mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little story to tell you about. So, I go to the Barnes & Noble a lot, as you know, because I have a podcast where I have to read a book every week, and I do prefer the old dead tree version, as they say. I, I'm not a big Kindleista myself. So, of course, I had ordered this week's book, on Amazon. And because you care about small businesses. I care about small businesses, and I care about using my small friend of the pod, Daniel's Prime account. And it <laughs> reminds me, and this is for everyone to hear, remind me, I need to cancel my Prime account and get on Daniel's. Yeah, there's no reason for our friend group to have separate Primes. Yeah, it's so um, Share a Prime with your friends. So it said it would arrive on Thursday. Thursday came and went. Friday came and went. Saturday came and went. Sunday came and went. No book. Which is crazy because I feel like when I ordered us the Brooklyn Beckhams, they were like drone dropped to me an hour <laughs> later. I'm sure like Posh is paying extra to like make <laughs> yes. sure that if anyone even thinks about buying that book, it like gets in their house immediately. So I, I'm i like, I'm in Manhattan because I have to get my keys at Keens, which I had accidentally left there when I went there for Martinis a week ago. Humble Brian, join the VIP <laughs> So You're all about it. I walk to Union Square. I'm getting my steps in. First, I go to the girl at the counter. And I was just like, hey, um, can I ask you to help me find a book? And she just pauses for maybe 10 seconds. <laughs> And she kind of just, like, looks off, and she's just, like, whatever indie girl with a bandana. It's just, like, 7 p.m., I guess, and, like, she's annoyed. And then she, like, looks back at me. She was like, yeah, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm kind of just like, babe, you work here. Like... Something about it's like the strand is very information does. I don't think people at Barnes and Nobles are like prepared to help people find books. No, and I, I obviously she feels like that's someone else's purview, but then she kind of looked at the computer and was like, obviously the computer's in front of me and I can do this. I guess I can. I love the wistful looking away. Lo and behold, it was not hard to find. Anyway, I'm on the phone with <laughs> my friends, and the story is getting really long. <laughs> I find the book. I leave Barnes and Noble. I'm in the subway when I look down and realize. <laughs> I didn't pay for the book, bitch. Oh, badass. And that's my financial advice for the week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the book in question that I did steal from Barnes and Nobility... Um, is none other than Countess Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate and her little book... Her little book called Little Little Weirds. Um, it's a tiny little book. And the girl, when I stole it, she when she was like, it might be hard to find. I feel like she was saying it in this way. We're like, it's such a tiny little like, book. Like, it's such a, like, you're a tiny girl, and it's a tiny book, and you have tiny little beady eyes because you're a little mouse looking for the book like a f- fox in a <laughs> foxhole. <laughs> um, so the cover is 
little serif, flowers. Serif font. There is like a twee like drawing of a kind of a wreath made out of objects and like there's a dinosaur and a hamburger and a hot dog and popsicles and flowers and just like a can like an an IPA. <laughs> <laughs> It is because she most, loves beer. It's the most twee Brooklyn. It is the most book twee book ever on planet Earth. I didn't think something this twee honestly could exist, and the fact that it also came out in 2019 is really crazy. Because it lives no, it's giving 2014. A, I mean, she it makes, lives in Portlandia. The whole book. I want to call the style of it twee meets magical realism meets like horror hot girl writing make it hot essay creative fiction freshman year it is very freshman year personal essay um and i'm gonna be absurdist and then use like magical realist fiction to kind of like remind you of how tiny i want to be it makes wes anderson looked like a fucking marvel movie like that is <laughs> no i know that is cr- how tweet this is the fantastic mr fox is basically tommy boy <laughs> like, <laughs> like in comparison to this book where every page she is just like i want to be a little mouse um so basically it is it, it is it not a is memoir in a way a memoir it- And it's, I would say, basically a memoir about growing up in Massachusetts and then getting divorced and being alone and, like, wanting to fall in love again is kind of the premise. Um, Yeah, except it, it, like, it sort of transpires through these mini essays and then, you know, it's memoirish in the way that the first, like, batch of essays will be, like... I I was born on a space rock. I am thirty boink years old. I grew up in a in a boinking house in Massachusetts. The th- the boink the boink. So, so the boinks and the do- and the doodads and the like and then okay, let me just read this part. This is like kind of how this I want to call like this style is a way of like you are kind of a thin like hot girl, but you're like I'm a comedy girl, so I'm actually gonna describe my body in a weird way. Hello, tonight I'm going to the restaurant where I will eat a killed and burned up bird and drink old purple grapes, and also I will gulp clear water that used to have bugs and poop and poison in it, but has been cleaned up so that it doesn't make us blow. Like the grossest thing in the world, because the whole book is basically her being like just like, yes, I am a meat sack, like wrapped in a flesh, yes. wrapped in a flesh blanket on a on a space rock hurtling through the universe. So it's like she's describing wine as just like nasty sour juice full of poop and bugs. And I eat it to make me feel wooly gooly with my friends. And then I do it all over again because that is what it means to be a woman in society. Oh, also, this book is about, yeah, you guessed it, the orange man. (laughs) Okay, we'll get there. But hold on. So it's her basically saying that she is an upper middle class northeastern liberal elite like Massachusetts girl and like Jewish girl and like listing those like bona fides but like in like a silly way so like yes so she's from Milton Massachusetts which is a wealthy suburb outside of Boston Massachusetts and Milton did she go to Milton I feel, I feel she- like she did not go to Milton she probably like went to BBNN, like where <laughs> I, I kind of she actually feels like she did go to just like Milton High or she went to like Dana Hall. Doesn't she give off like I'm the weird girl at Dana Hall vibes to you? Mm, do you want to know? I just found her wiki Windsor, <laughs> Milton. <laughs> okay, so she did. <laughs> so she literally Milton. just went to Milton. Those of you who don't know, Milton is just like it's one of the private schools that was in our league of private schools in Massachusetts, and it is Called one the of the ISL. most. <laughs> 
the ISL, and it is one of the, like, most hoity-toity, expensive, like, really remote, serious, like, Oxfordy of all the schools. And this sentence, to me, defined an upper-middle-class Massachusetts upbringing. I was born in shin guards on a soccer field on a chilly little Saturday morning in the 80s. No. It's like, Wait, also, why does another... it have to be the most little Saturday? It's like... <laughs> Wait, this, this other one? I was born during the Great Potato Chip in the time oh. of Jewish deli tongue sandwich. <laughs> I was born during the Great Potato Chip. I was born in shin guards. I am soccer practice. Like, my mom is rich, but she is so minivan. It's just like... And she's always, so a, a lot of the beginning is also her talking about how, like, how creepy her house was. And it's like, you're kind of just saying you grew up in a Victorian in this way. Just like, my house is haunted by lovers who lived there years ago and were sailors. And the yeah. sailors fell in love with widows who fell in love <laughs> with sea captains. And you're like, okay, so this house is big. You live in a big, <laughs> creaky Victorian with a big porch and a porch swing. I mean, it sounds dusty as hell, for sure, in that Massachusetts way. And then she keeps on saying, she kept on saying, like, the daughters of the ghost house left because they had to have sex. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, women in the past, when they wanted to leave home, you know, it was to have sex. And it still is. (laughs) In many ways. She's not wrong. Wait, can I, do you, was Milton the school that had the, um... The stone oh, face. the scandal. Scandal. Yeah. So there was this massive scandal when we were in high school. Maybe I've talked about this in the pod before. I feel like we have, but we can talk about but it But just again. to rehash it quickly, and maybe literally it was when Jenny Slate was there, but basically... Stoneface is a game where, like, four jocks sit around a table, and then one girl is underneath the table on her knees blowing one of the jocks and they all have to not react. And if you react, so you have to have a stone face. So if you react, then it's revealed that you're the one getting head and then you lose the game. So apparently this was played at Milton. It was a huge scandal because it's sex and it's teens and it's not allowed. And like the entire ISL was talking about it. So they, we had like an assembly about it, how it's like not okay to like play stone face. It's like too sexual. And demeaning to women, but also, like, too fun. Way too fun. That's why you can't... <laughs> you wish you could play Stoneface. I'd love to see, like, a modern Stoneface. I mean, I guess in some ways... I mean, if you're at a glory hole, like, everyone knows you're getting head. But I'd love to see that. I guess that's kind of, like, a lot of porns are kind of modern Stoneface. Because it's always, like, the guy at the office is getting blown. And there's the very... Right, and then someone walks in and they're just like, hey, Jerry, can I get gay, that Gay porn file? is very that, because there's always the wife is walking in and while he's, like, getting fucked behind the door and be like, I'm just changing the laundry. It's classic getting caught, King. Yeah. But then I feel like now they're really reflecting on the stone face because, of course, it was, like, the girl who got, like, expelled first or whatever in 2005. Right. I'm sure they're, yeah, because it was so, like, Salem. And they were just, like, she's so weird. <laughs> right. Stone, they're, like, <laughs> stone, stone her. her. Stone her stone now. Her. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Jenny Slate is rich. <laughs> <laughs> and she's also, like, we had a really dusty tennis court that my parents <laughs> built. But, like, oh, my, wait, that- and my Sorry. sisters left to have sex. We never used the Wait, dusty And then the deer cord. gets caught. That one deer gets caught in the chain link fence and dies oh, because no one sees the deer caught because no one even uses their old abandoned tennis court. <laughs> and like the mom finally finds it weeks later and is like, oh, this dead deer is caught in the fence. And they had to sever the deer's leg and it was gross. 
there's something so chillingly Massachusetts about it. And this, you know, and I do think Jenny Slate does kind of, she does give that vibe of just like the mom, upper middle class mass mom who has this dog that like isn't cute, no one wants, but like they do have. <laughs> and like she's burdened with just like walking it and being kind of angry for the rest of her life. Yep. I mean, that is giving mom right there. <laughs> mom. The burden of having the angry pet that no one wants and you have to take care of it forever. Scary mom. I was going to say, just like that, how kind of she's like, ooh, I live in a haunted house. Like, she also is our classic. I'm so weird and thin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Strangers on the street see me and think I might be French. You are a stranger. <laughs> you see me. And you think that there I am a French woman. And then you look at me and allow a deeper kind of feeling sight to occur. And you see past the woman. You sense that I am actually a homemade Parisian croissant. And I was born in a kitchen in a house mm. with a cool stone floors and deep windowsills that hold on to the light of the big box. And then it's like she goes on describing boxes and gets right. so like... Well, what this book is about is about the bottom's desire to be small. And she is constantly anthropomorphizing herself into tiny objects or tiny animals. Mouse. Fox. Rabbit. Croissant. Like, I am small. I am French. I am tiny. And, like, I want you to see me as a tiny little pleasant object that you will, like, play with. And I'm kind of old-timey and maybe I'm on a doily. And I am just, like, so intensely feminine. So feminine, but also I know I'm so feminine that I'm, like, fighting that because she's always, like, watching one documentary, like, about, like, witches. And so she there's a scene where she's at the airport and she does this, like, guys girl thing where she's, like, I get... So she's... Oh, and she this gets part, the beer. We gather, wait, she's, okay, like, wait. she's divorced and she's going to visit her friends in Norway, which she seems to always... Do she's to constantly doing. in Norway and it was bringing <laughs> yeah. us back to our thing of... Iceland being hot right now. She's in Norway, like every other chapter of this book, which is also so tiny little things and like little wooden dolls and little tiny cabins. Little clopped shoes. And and being like a fragile woman on a rocky coast in the cold, cold, brittle winter. Places Jenny Slate is not, just like on the beach in Florida. Like her spindly little ass cannot. But she's also very beach. But in a vineyard way. In a cold, in- like, borderline lesbian way. Just like, I was on the coldest walk with my best female friends. Wait, no, because, hello, there's the whole part about how she, like, describes herself as feral because she goes on this one beach trip with friends. I know, but that's literally in Norway and they're being cold. No, there's another beach trip where they're, like, naked. But I, isn't that the same beach trip where she was, like, the first day it was too cold to go to the but beach? But I was, I was getting next 70 day. degrees <laughs> from the too cold. I was, getting fifth, I was getting the too cold was, like, 54. And, okay, and then on the, like, 68 degree day, that's when they have their, like, cool, like, lesbian, like, women's, like, weekend. Even it, But they're also they're all, all straight. Deeply straight, but like okay, we've gone in a couple of different directions here. Yeah. I want to bring. Let's it back talk to- about the north. I just want to talk about the guys' girl thing first. Okay, yeah, let's get to the airport. Let's get to the airport. Let's get. To- she's in the airport and she sees and she's like, I ordered a beer because if I ordered a glass of wine, like nothing is more sad and like I will not be like divorced woman, like white wine mom wine sad and like I'm gonna reclaim my strong femininity by being a small girl who has a big cup of beer. Let me read the passage, and that's exactly correct. Also. 
I love being alone in airports and sitting at the bar and drinking a pint of beer. I do not get glasses of wine because that seems sad to me. And even when I am happy, it sometimes happens that the slightest things can tip me into nonspecific sadness when I am alone. A glass of white wine would be devastating, for example, if I were alone. That's the kind of thing that would make me feel, again, for example, very divorced. And I'm like, okay, it's not she inaccurate. She's right. She's right. A white wine is very divorced, but her fear of being very divorced, it's so like, it it's obviously comes back to her desire to be like weak and small and just be like, divorce is too strong of a like strong independent woman, like, yes, you know, like, it's like too feminine. So she's like, cliche oh, I need to be IPA and a guy's girl. This whole book is her being like, I need to fight the patriarchy, but also the whole book is her just being like, I need to be married. <laughs> Well, yeah, and this, I mean, this is, like, the ultimate just, like, lib-feb conundrum where it's just, just, like, she's constantly watching a documentary about the patriarchy, but then, like, every day is yearning for the most, like, normal-ass, like, mid-market B-list soy Brooklyn, like, nerd with just, like, who is balding and has a beard. And just, I will like, give a little gossip about her current relationship in the VIP. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, spill. Wait, can you spill and bleep? I guess it's just like I know her husband because I know who dated him before her. <gasps> and I heard that actually he was kind of a misogynist. Yeah, I'm sure. That's what she wants. Right. And the whole book is her just being like, I hate misogyny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, in the, it's like she hates it so much. It's like, it's just so like, you want it. Well, this, I mean, this is like, the whole book is kind of this like negation also, of desire. The, the bottom sorrow. It's just so like, yeah. you're like, no. And then you're like, I want a big man to like, hold me with his big furry paws. And I want to feel tiny. So let's get into her Feminism, which is like the other kind of thread of this book. So the book, the very beginning of the book, this is the, basically the intro to the book. Um, and she's talking about how she's like scared to perform on stage as a comedian. But when she writes, she's herself. Um, I tremble myself to pieces when I perform. I also put myself back together and I leave without a limp. Recently, my life fell to pieces. These things happened. Pummeling heartbreak. The sickening experience of watching a racist, homophobic, misogynist bully sit right down in the Oval Office. Loss of confidence. Astounding loneliness. Disempowerment and exhaustion. So it's basically, you got broken up with and Trump became president. And this book is you processing that by being a tiny, random little mouse. Uh, by being like a tiny, <laughs> random little mouse in LA who owns a house. <laughs> and then goes to Norway to visit your married friends. <laughs> When Trump was elected, I went to Norway and I visited my friends who have a beautiful marriage. And that's how I, I like. And she keeps being just like, and my friend and her sweetheart. And like, oh, I know. Was someone saying your sweetheart is also icky bohicky to me? It's literally icky bohicky. There were so many times this book that I, I really had to just throw the Kindle across the room. It was yeah. too. The phrasing of it was... Well, there's just this deep, like, narcissism, like, of course, in this book. There's also parts where it's, like, I actually was almost liking it for a minute. I think, like, that... No, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, there definitely were parts where I was, like, okay, I'm into this, but, like, just don't be so nasty, like, for the rest of it. A, when she, like, is able to stop saying, like, boink for five seconds, I, like... Like, the end of the Norway, the second Norway trip, I actually thought that that was kind of, like vulnerable and she was kind of admitting like she talked about how 
She's like, I cried on the airplane home. Um, she was like, kind of met this guy who was being hot and like gave her a flower. And like, then she saw him like jump into the water at one point and that was hot. But she couldn't really like. She was like, I couldn't look at him. She couldn't look at him. And she like wasn't as like vulnerable as she wanted to be. She goes, I looked into my heart for the first time in a long time and I saw a door to something. I thought my heart had been close, but it had been farther than I thought. Like when we went to the island and it was not as near as it seemed. And it was just like, I mean, that's kind of vague, but like, I, I like that she was like, ooh, I actually am kind of more uptight than I realized. And like, I'm not really open. Well, and I think that feeling she does address it well of like going on this breakout trip, but like, and like wanting it to be fab, but it's also melancholy the whole time. And you're just kind of going to different like cold little islands. On I boats. mean, going alone to Norway to see your like couple friend, like that's a melancholy ass sad trip. Like, right. Mm. And then this part was funny. And this thing, because I, there are many things that I have found Jenny Slate very funny in, and many things where I'm like, I, oh, you know, I agree. This is, this is a no for me. No, I mean, she can be very funny. I, I've i loved her. Like, she and Gabe Liebman. Publicity. Publicity is, like, the funniest thing that's ever happened. Um, yeah. She and Gabe Liebman used to have that show, what's it called? They did a stand-up show in Brooklyn forever that was funny. Yeah. That I feel like we've been to. Or, like... Like, it was called, like, washing something. Yeah, or, like, ridiculous something. We need to respect our elders more. She um, was funny on her one season of SNL. Anyway, and, like, but this is kind of more her Marcel the Shell with shoes on persona, which is, like, yes. child. Little So childlike. Anthropomorphizing stuff. Yeah. Okay, the first trip to Iceland that she takes, when she, when this is, like, the more lesbian trip when they're, the first day is too cold to go to the beach. Describing th- this, like, female vacation of, like, them just basically, like, not wearing bras and, like, eating rotisserie chicken with their hands. And she's like, we were feral. Like, we were literally lesbian. No, it's it's so girl who puts on a flannel shirt and is like, I'm a total yeah. lesbian today. I look <laughs> disgusting. disgusting. It's like girl who only puts on concealer and is just like, wow, I'm an actual haggard dead sea witch. <laughs> I'm a dead tiger witch and like this is my we and we three tiger witches and like but it's also so baby where she's like her and the girls are like always taking like cold baths together (laughs) okay they're like and we drink wine and smoke cigarettes but it also sounded fun and freeing and like did remind me of like vacations where we you know you take and you're just like yeah i'm just like wearing this t-shirt and like you're not looking at your phone and you're just like beached up and like it doesn't matter you are being a total lesbian i mean it sounded so the movie wine country with (laughs) with um my rudolph and amy poehler but okay but this part when she goes i could feel it uh, the three of us were intensely bright in our desire for each other's adoration and gaze, in our appetites to be set free as a small roving herd. Again, we're animals. I could feel it, but I didn't want to say it out loud because my friends were new friends and they were younger than me. So that part, I'm like, wait a minute, they're new friends. Is this kind of a like... This felt comedian trip to me. Yes! Okay, it reminded me of that comedian trip that was like... Jennifer Lawrence, Amy Schumer, Nikki yes. Glazer, where it's like <laughs> yeah. Nikki Glazer and Jennifer and Lawrence all... <laughs> have never spoken since. And like, what's her name? The other comedian, the, um, Br- um, Paula... Bridget, Bridget, Bridget Everett was on Everett. that trip yeah. too. And they're and it's like, like all in a pyramid, and like you know, just like Nikki Glazer, like maybe did send one text <laughs> to Jennifer uh, to, on Jen- the group text, and like that was it. And it's like they definitely have not hung out since that like total crazy girls trip to the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, I was like, okay, these are two like younger. I feel like younger, but I definitely just like two or three years who are like, Jenny, like you need to come to like whatever. Like, I feel like it's A.D. Bryant is one of them. Oh, I was getting more like Casey Wilson. Who's Casey Wilson? Like those just like L.A. comedians who were in that show Happy Endings. This and is like, one of those shows that's on for six seasons on Hulu that's about just like a brunette that like you will watch and no one else will. Okay, I mean, I haven't even watched that show and people are like, mm, cult, funniest show to ever happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, comment below with who you think this like feral lesbian bath trip <laughs> is with. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumbled down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com bookclub and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. Oh, I was just going to talk about this part that I actually did like and I did think was horrifying. Another kind of vulnerable moment. Yeah, yeah, She goes, I thought about how on val- one Valentine's Day, an old bad boyfriend gave me his own digital <gasps> camera and stuck it in a sock so that I could unwrap it. And then he went out and bought himself a new camera. We broke up a few months later. And you know what? I've been waiting for good love for a really long time and I've been lying in order to be part of something for almost forever. I was like, toxic. Fuck this guy. And I felt like that was just a good observation and kind of raw memory to share that is so random i'm just like wrapping an old digital camera in a sock yeah so you can get a new one psycho yeah i know i mean that is like that 
jail. That's about <laughs> as bad of a gift as you can give. That's worse than my infamous sheets that I got from an ex-boyfriend for a birthday. She- sheet. Sorry, sheet. <laughs> Which, again, I love you fact-checking that. <laughs> it was just one fitted sheet. <laughs> let's um, never forget the fact that even though we joke all the time about how that was a bad present, I did also get that. You sheet. defended that sheet hard at the no, time. No, no, no. I also, for Maya, got her that same Muji oh, sheet. Oh, you, co- you copied the sheet. <laughs> was it for a birthday? I think it was like, I was like, basically just at Muji. And I was like, I can give this to her for our anniversary. <laughs> One sheet. Okay. But sure. it was also, I think, me being but a little it- more, just picked it up because she's always being like, ugh. I, yeah, that's sheets. nice. It's a just it's an anytime gift, and like <laughs> anytime, anytime gifts, <laughs> and anytime sheet is like a great gift if you're in a long term relationship to keep things interesting and keep it spicy, yeah. keep things fresh, clean. I want to circle back to her kind of like the kind of just like weirdly like denial, the sort of like self denial that like permeates this book about her like wanting to be this tiny girl who like has all these like feminine ideals, but like also just like has this moralizing view about society. This is a little section where she's giving it advice on, like, random stuff. If there is an animal to hold and soothe or just smooth the fur, do that. Wash your face and hands. Put on an outfit of all one color. Only do a little gossip and make sure it doesn't make any dents in anyone. <sighs> like, li- like... That- the only do a little gossip... Because it's like, you know what? She is so, like... As if... Like, well, because she probably wants gossips a lot. Yes. But she yes. thinks she's like, I'm being bad. So the way she covers it up is just pretending she is like yeah. a mouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know what's better. It also just feels very like, just, I don't know, so New York Times in this way where they're like, five things to get you out of like winter. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. <laughs> plan an outfit, wear it on a Thursday. <laughs> Cook a good soup. <laughs> well, which is like identical to all those articles that are like five things to ease your anxiety as we go through the election season. <laughs> like, yeah. like, five, like turn away from C-SPAN. <laughs> Take a walk as we choose a majority leader of the House. Because yeah. <laughs> she's just like, our democracy is dying. I must go to Norway for a tiny, tiny soup. <laughs> Oh, and then another, like, tiny thing she does in Norway that's, like, ridiculous is she, um, which I did think was funny, and I feel like would be funny in a Jenny Slate, like, indie movie that I see alone, which, oh, I did see Obvious Child alone at the Quad Cinema, and... I saw Obvious Child, I think I was with someone, but I, (laughs) I, in theaters, and I remember liking it. Like, that's a good, that's the one about abortion, right? Yeah, and I yeah. was like crying alone in my seat. At yeah, scene. that was yeah. like a, be- a be- as as a review might say, a beautiful small movie. <laughs> yeah, it was like a small movie. It's like hour twenty three minutes. <laughs> you know, it dealt with an intimate subject material in small spaces in like a profound way. And she does the hour twenty kind of dark rom com, I think very well. Yeah, well, I think that's like I, I think that is truer to like her where it's just kind of like it's a little bit more like honest and authentic whereas like I don't know there's just I mean I get what this book is it is honest in a way like it is her id laid bare I guess because like she really does want to be this mouse but it's just like threaded with all of this guilt that's like 
kind of annoying. And I guess I would, in a way, I'm like, I guess I respect you for being so I am mouse and not making it like just like a really tiny relationship essays. Yeah, that I, I that it is kind of like getting into this fiction space, right? Because it's like we have that. Yeah, I mean, when she really goes for like, I liked that that letter the letter from her superego or the letter to her superego. I was like, mm. oh, okay, we're really getting into like conceptual here where they're like, dear Miss Slate, we were absolutely thrilled when roughly three years ago you got your hands on an Adam Phillips article in the London Review of Books about self-criticism and the superego. We were encouraged. And it's like her, like whatever, like the Department of Psychiatry, like telling her that they liked that she like read these ideas, but then actually didn't implement them. And I was like, okay, this is like, self-aware and like funny in a way where that is kind of admitting that like all your concepts about like psychiatry come from this one or psychology come from this one article you read which and, i thought was no, and that is a cool feature and in some of her anthropomorphizing stuff like i also do wonder all the time like what i <laughs> would feel like if my body was covered in fur <laughs> <laughs> and like i'm always like what is my cat's vision and like wow would you know so well, you know i think about those animal questions too yeah do you ever kind of think what would the world look like if i was pittering pattering as a little kitty cat well i think i've i've said this before but i think animals in some ways are the true wild animals not domesticated animals but wild animals are the closest to being the sort of master of your reality in the Nietzschean sense, you know, being mm. having true joy. I've actually never, that's new. That's, <laughs> I've never heard you say that before. <laughs> Perhaps you have and you were wasted because <laughs> we were on a fabulous <laughs> girls' trip in Norway having mead and, and wine. <laughs> and, and I was having bath wine and, and you were like, Lily, don't you think <laughs> that foxes are the true master of their reality like they have things like fear and they have things like maybe shame like enters into it too but they don't have the same like sort of societal you know hang-ups but do you know that though like don't you think there's maybe expectations in a lion pride there's expectations but they're not like they don't go beyond, like, their anxiety is not, as like, so future-based in the way that our anxiety is. Like, they no, have fear in the moment. it's not, like, my retirement account. Right. Did I say that last Did, night? Right, like, oh, my like, God, I can't believe I said that thing a week ago, a month ago, or a year ago. Like, I can't believe my post didn't get that many likes. Like, they're just, like, in the moment, they may be fearful or, or lustful, but they express that immediately, you know? They fling their shit at each other. They fuck each other. They eat each other's assholes. They're animals. They're yeah. animals, They're darling. animals, darling. Though, I, I mean, nothing actually saddens me more than when animals get um, embarrassed. Right. No, I mean, but it's also quite funny. <laughs> if you're sick like you, I guess. Well, partly is that, you know, they don't want to appear weak and they know, and you know, it's like that's more innate in terms of just like the animal power structure. They don't want to appear weak to others. So I think that's where that like embarrassment comes from or what we perceive, what we project as a, we, we are projecting our ideas of embarrassment onto them. You know, and I feel like also it's house animals that get probably more embarrassed. Well, so, yes. And that I mean, I've never been on a safari, so <laughs> I don't really know okay, what goes our on. Our next, like, girls' wine trip where we bring, like, t- Needs two, to be two new friends that we, like, have done a couple yes. comedy events together with, but that we're not really close with. And we're like, we're all going to Namibia. Um, <laughs> then we... <laughs> 
we can new safari we friends. can really connect <laughs> on that safari i can't wait <laughs> i cannot wait so just to kind of to go to the end of the book no spoilers and this is another part that i was like this is I, at this point i was a little like done with her but then she brought me back of like i mean this she really gets to the bottom of the madness of dating in the modern world as she's just like <laughs> i want a boyfriend so bad but like it's literally so painful to have the conversations with anyone to even get there because mm. they're so like mm. maddeningly boring mm-hmm. and it's just like her talking to like a boring guy at her sister's wedding um and she like blacks out of boredness. Yeah, and I think you know that's probably the case for a lot of straight women. And I think, especially if you know you are looking for a man who like has a straight a guy. straight guy who has the right job and the right politics, just you know, he's probably going to be pretty boring in a lot of contexts. Even to get to find out if he will be like a steady husband oh, for you yeah like, no i mean you have to put up with a lot you've got to really stomach it i don't i don't envy i don't envy the heterosexual women among us at all i really don't and i bet and this is the thing about toxic guys i bet the guy who put the digital camera in the sock i bet he had some fun conversation at first at first yeah and i bet he maybe i wonder if he like was a good lay Hard to say. Hard to say. That one doesn't seem... That seems just, like, randomly toxic, but not even that good in bed. Yeah. But maybe was withholding in a way that was, like, hot or left you wanting more. Yeah, I think it's more, like, emotionally withholding. I mean, she's clearly on a good, though, like, relationship with her ex-husband, because he... They made Marcel the Shell together. Oh, wait. What's, and they're being so Wait, wait is that right guy now. her ex-husband? Dean Fleischer Camp, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. We're actually mutuals on Twitter, which is really interesting. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Well, definitely <laughs> he'll, plug he'll this be, He'll be really damn. excited like, to, yeah. to hear this episode where we trash his ex. This episode is going to ruin <laughs> our lives. <laughs> and on that note, let's go to segments. <laughs> Oh, wait, one more thing that I just wanted to say that I felt was very her. When she is talking about Kathleen, the woman she hired to make her garden. (laughs) I hired a woman named Kathleen to come and make a fence around my house so that I could be safe in a self-imposed pen, like an old goose or a young pig. (laughs) And then she has this whole chapter about how Kathleen, like, Builds her garden, like, and a fence. And, like, I don't know if Kathleen's a lesbian or not. But it's very, it's so, like, a straight girl who identifies as queer to, like, hire this, like, femme labor to to build your garden. To, like, basically, like, outsource your cottagecore fantasy. Because it's, like, ultimately, cottagecore fantasy is always about outsourcing. And it is about being Marie Antoinette and being, like, I'm wearing a linen dress in a field that someone else is, like, mowing. And I'm... I'm frolicking and then someone else is like milking a cow and then bringing me a jug of milk so I can be like, hey, milk to cow. <laughs> no, we will get more into this in segments, but her, the way she describes her own LA house, that is like absolutely covered in like so many citrus trees is so insane. And she's just being like, it's also very comedian where you can tell like her day, it's like, when is the day starting? Where she's like, I wake up, I make coffee, I pick lemons and grapefruits for about seven hours. (laughs) Then I make, then I chop the grapefruit. 
<laughs> then I make really strong coffee, and I pet my old dog, and then I sit. Then I go to my job in a flesh bag, <laughs> and then I write a letter of apology to myself <laughs> on old parchment. Celebrity book club. Hey, club kids. This week on the VIP lounge, we're talking about. You guessed it, Nantucket, bluff drama, and restaurants, lesbians, etc. My, my mother sends the article. She just goes, no comment. So fab. <laughs> I mean, she must be popping a bottle of Dom tonight. Subscribe on patreon.com slash cbcthepod to get more content like that every single week for only $5 a month. How does she live? What does she eat? What does she wear? What does she wear? Um, like cardigans and like vintage skirts. Yeah, and like vintage and, like, little, little dresses and, and like berets. But she's also to me wearing, bring it back to vineyard stuff, like huge faded. T- novel t-shirt that's like a woman's like a bodybuilder's body yeah she's fu- i mean she is like she's fun she's fun she's funky and like she's indie rich girl massachusetts so she is being us and going to savers and like getting a big <laughs> yeah, crazy like, t-shirt defined savers like, yeah. is us. like she's having like her big daddy's like vineyard sweatshirt and like. she's also being still say it with me 80s windbreaker yeah, she is the like <laughs> me and her are the biggest eighties sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like she's absolutely so windbreaker. I guess I wonder if she is being a little bit more Fanny like pack. Like, mm, yeah. Oh well, I was gonna say because she is so Louisa May Alcott and like, and she is into like more. She Asian, like she, does she have a nap dress? I don't think she seems more little indie dress to me versus like big puffy cottage. But is dress. she is she actually be more like? Because she is a celebrity, is she being like a lot of like layered acne sweaters and like more kind of like earth toned like I mean, she has like a like a dark Prada skirt like that she is wearing with like so many sweaters and like a button down and tights and being so like I'm a layered cozy <laughs> I'm a nineteen twenties Gibson girl fox flapper yes so she had i think yeah she has expensive pieces that like she like is like oops bought at like yeah just like i feel like the right, acne like store in, in stockholm LBD when she was that's on like oops yeah 2000 and she is getting styled for the red carpet every now and then like and is keeping the dress from like rodarte i think it's that more just being so like i felt so pretty in this i felt really pretty in rodart yeah and is like thanking her stylist for like turning her on to acne yeah and she was just like, I never thought that like a little meat flesh, tiny little <laughs> honeybee sack like me could go to a big fancy designer grown up adulty store like Acne, but somehow they had things that fit my tiny little bee frame. Buzz, buzz. <laughs> and then she also has like grandma pennies. Oh, for my disgusting. sure. Her nasty wine stained grandma pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Do you think this is what is she wear? Do you I do you think she's diva cup or tampon? 
As someone who's really familiar, <laughs> someone with who's me. really familiar with the differences, I guess I just don't think that she's like going to the hassle of like. No, same. I was like, I was like, she. I feel like she wants to, but I don't think she is. She's not Deepika. actually. She also that, might just like, be on birth control that like doesn't yeah. give you a period. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, isn't it so? Like, she's like that girl who's very like, oh yeah, like my period is usually like half a day. <laughs> uh, to me she actually feels heavy flow and is talking about it like okay. my flesh bag is bleeding everywhere okay and that's what is amazing about being a woman right yeah I just feel like she's A's more normal tampon or birth control because it's like isn't diva cup more like wh- what's the girl who is from trans parent who lives in Hudson that we know kind of oh she is diva cup yes. she's diva Gabby cup. Gabby Hoffman Hoffman yes because she is actually like more Hudson and not in LA and like is a little more actually kind of wily. Yeah. Gabby Hoffman is just like the actually a little bit crunchier, crustier version of Jenny Slate in this way where she's is probably composting every weekend. Like does have hens where I think Jenny Slate just has like Meyer lemon trees. (laughs) (laughs) No hens. No hens. Hashtag no hens. No hens. (laughs) Do you have no no hens? (laughs) Okay. Uh, So how does she live? No hens. No coop. No hens. I mean, so she describes her house like a lot, but it's like in just like little weird ways that it's like, I mean, I can really imagine it's like cute little, it's succulents and it's plants and it's this sunny LA kitchen with like old tile. Yeah. I'm I'm sure it's like literally so fucking cute. And I actually don't even think her house is as twee as she writes this book. No, that's what I think. I don't think it's like little owl paintings everywhere. No. I think there is like from an estate like an old thrift store like a paint and oil painting of the sea and like something from her parents house and like her grandma's mirror yeah and there's maybe like one framed fern but it's not like fern central like there's not so (laughs) many little like old eyeglasses like on (laughs) on a shelf so many monocles everywhere it's not just like ben franklin's office preserved and i think that like there are there's like you know modern art prints that are leaning she's doing leaning well so her husband is like a landscape painter historian he's a historian of landscape painters yeah that's specific but that's cool yes I'd, lo- I'd love to get a tour of the American wing at the Met from him. I'm sure he'd have a lot to say. It's a very straight man to be like, I'm going to study um, <laughs> landscape paintings. No, peop- no people for me. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I was making fun of anyone who has like a job. <laughs> Be like, not you having an interest that you dedicate your career to. (laughs) That you literally study day and night. (laughs) She owns just like a $1.8 million house. Right. That's like in Echo Park. Yeah. Echo Lake. Silver Lake. That she bought. What was that show? She probably bought that with that House of Cards money. She was not in House of Cards. Wasn't she? (laughs) No. (laughs) Kate Mara was in House of Cards. Is that who you're thinking of? Rooney Mara's sister? Um, who <laughs> I saw at Dimes Market when I worked there. Kate. Kate Mara. Mara. Yeah, she bought water. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like looking for so long. And I it was bet. like, I'm going to settle on water. <laughs> it, can, it can be hard to pull the trigger in there. <laughs> well, it's like which water? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, what does she eat? She's a ravenous 
woman of the of midnight you know she likes to feast on chicken and pheasant and bird and brussels sprouts and root vegetables and yummy salads and she is like kitchen girl though like i don't think like she does have dinner and like the two hot dogs but like her favorite meal is being this bird opening a jar of jam and eating the entire thing at midnight because ultimately she is so cambridge mom and like yeah yeah, i I do wonder how cambridge her kitchen is like is it like the that natural peanut butter that's separating is it or is it no she's um because gabby hoffman's doing the separated she's separated but i think jenny slate is just justin's it's like oh yes natural but nummy She's, nummy it's wummy. natural but nummy it's not it's not too separated it's not like gross. full care bear earth bears <laughs> no. like separated yeah. oily ass like yeah no peanut she's butter Justin's. And she's just like is yes romaning and is like getting a dead bird and putting her dead Meyer lemons on it and like caper berries and, and like, we eat the dead bird and the dead bird is delicious <laughs> and we revel with our friends of yore and we think this is what life is beautiful for and we thank the earth for her many gifts. So her hot dog thing, right, when she orders from the children's menu in Norway is because she sees a Norwegian woman casually eat a hot dog. Right. And she and thinks she's that's like, so chic. But she's like, I know as an American woman, I can't do that. I did love how in her, one of her many like childlike anthropomorphizing, she says that a deer is like an 80s businesswoman. (laughs) Yeah, that was Which I do do love because like deer are kind of just like big but fragile in this way. And they are just like so like running like to the (laughs) office. Always running. Like always running in, in heels and bag and being so like receptionist. But, like, making their way up the ladder. Oh, the other thing about how she lives, so she was, like, her stance on TVs is, like, she puts her TV in, like, a straw cabinet because it's, like... A wicker. Yeah. Wicker. Gross to see your TV. Which, and that's is why I think it is kind of mid-century in this kind of more chic LA way where it's, like, it's a cool wicker cabinet and there is, like, the mid-century low couch and it's... Oh, she it's does sexy. mention it. Like, it's... You have to really be a detective, but she is just being like, there's an old bench made by a Danish man in the 60s. And you're like, okay, so it's like a mid-century bench. Yeah. It's like a $6,000 Knoll bench. Um, I, I agree with her that TVs are ugly. Like, there's a huge black square. It's There's not much you can do about it, but... That's why I like to... Yeah, I, I would do a wicker or a rattan cabinet if I had one, but, you know... I, I mean, I think if know, I, I had my fantasy, I would have a full conversation pit hanging living room, and then I would have, like, my celebrity TV room. I like the way that <laughs> instead of sunken, you said hanging. <laughs> oh, I meant, like, hanging out. Like, yeah, I would have my sunken where, like, it's hanging, oh, couches facing, and there's no TV. Hanging. And then okay. there's this other room that's, like, super heavy carpet, massive polar bear, um, like, heated sectional with, like, the hugest TV, and it's, like, a separate TV room. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's fab. So you just have, like, your big, massive man cave Kardashian theater. <laughs> yes. Like, and then you have your fabulous conversation pit. Right, where the TV doesn't have to be seen, darling. Yeah, one day when I live in a fucking railroad. <laughs> um, okay, who are you in the book? I mean... Am I the 80s businesswoman dear? You're her when you're, like, when she says, I'm a French woman, and I'm, like... I'm a croissant. A croissant. Yeah. And I think... I want to be covered in butter and eaten by a hot man on vacation. I'm Jenny Slate when she's like, 
looking at people at the airport and being like, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like the way you just like got chips is like so Norwegian amazing. And that's like going to define my style for the rest of the year. (laughs) Right. Because you're being so like takes trip once. Takes trips once. Like I love people watching. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right. I give this book. Oh, I don't know. I know. At first, I was like, "God, one," but I'm not. You, you know, in the back, got tons of good reviews from Vanity Fair to Mindy Kaling. Oh, to oh, I mean, obviously, people are obsessed with this book. It's shooting fish and barrel because they're like, "Oh, this is like this alternative." Book has a concept. Yeah, that's a concept, and it's like intellectual but hilarious. We're supporting a woman. Um, I don't. You know, for the concept, I'm gonna give her. A 2.5, 2.9 for some of the vulnerability, but it's just like the little the little things and little weirds and the tweez, because I'm just like, you are funnier than this book, I personally believe. Really just, I wouldn't tell anyone to read this book. I'll say that. No, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I'm struggling with it because I appreciate that she didn't do a like, here's my book of like anecdotal essays or whatever right. you know just like any random comedian catch up just being like so then which is always just like mm, the first time i got my period at camp <laughs> yeah and it's just like then i had a boyfriend so- and like then i got broken up with once in my late 20s uh yeah one time a guy came over and he hadn't taken a shower um <laughs> and just like totally bad dating stories like i appreciate that it's not that so maybe three points for that but I hate that she has leaned in so much to how cringe this is and it's truly uncomfortable to read. But then there's some vulnerable parts that I do appreciate and like resonated with me. So I'm I'm swirling around a three. Yeah, ultimately. we're circling the 2.93 area. And again, I'll say this. I do love Jenny Slate and think she's yes, hilarious. I think she's hilarious. Like, we stand by that and like... No I bad literally blood. stand okay. her. No bad blood. Like she is a genius, and like on some level, she knows this book is absolutely insane. Absolutely, um, it's like that's why she does the baby voice because she like knows it's like she's making fun of people who do baby voice. Right. It's like yeah. make fun of what you are, you know. So yeah, I mean, I publicity is. I, I want to run one now of, and just watch every publicity sketch. It's like one of it's one of the most <laughs> genius like pieces of social commentary in the 21st century truly best library of congress like it is series of skits ever so yeah um anyway we do love you jenny Jenny. we can see what you do next next. (laughs) and i'm gonna go back at my fox holdout okay club kids okay Okay, best best Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects. The show is produced by Benjamin Frisch, with editorial support from Leon Nafonk, Andrew Parsons, Arlene Revelo, and Madeline Kaplan. Our production manager is Persia Verlin. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips NY. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review and don't forget to tell your friends, well, about us. And don't forget to go to patreon.com for access to the VIP lounge, our exclusive bonus podcast. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.